4-12-29-23. This is the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup, reading you the news so you don't have to, and in no particular order. In 2023, the U.S. is witnessing a significant reduction in homicides and other crimes, challenging the widespread belief of escalating crime rates. Early data indicates substantial decreases in homicide rates across major cities, including New York, L.A., and Chicago. This downward trend is attributed to enhanced crime prevention strategies, augmented federal assistance focusing on illegal firearms, and the implementation of bipartisan gun control laws. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, I think that's how you pronounce it, it's D-E-W-I-N-E, so that's what I'm going with, vetoed a bill that sought to prohibit transgender athletes from participating in women's sports and to ban minors from accessing gender-affirming medical treatment. The Ohio General Assembly has until the end of 2024 to potentially override this veto, which would require a minimum of 60 votes in the House and 20 in the Senate. Iran has carried out the execution of four individuals, including a woman, on charges of sabotage and having connections with Israel's Mossad intelligence service. These executions are part of an ongoing clandestine conflict between Iran and Israel, wherein Iran has blamed Israel for orchestrating attacks on its nuclear facilities. The individuals executed were accused of serious offenses, including the abduction of Iranian security personnel, arson of vehicles and residential properties, and supplying intelligence to Mossad. Former President Donald Trump remains on California's March primary ballot, defying the request of California Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kanellakis for his removal. While Maine Secretary of State successfully excluded Trump from their state's 2024 presidential election ballot, similar efforts in Michigan were unsuccessful. California Secretary of State Shirley Weber has upheld the decision to keep Trump on the primary ballot, emphasizing her office's dedication to adhering to the rule of law. A federal judge has issued a temporary injunction against crucial components of an Iowa law that sought to ban certain books from school libraries and restrict teachers from discussing LGBTQ topics, citing infringements on free speech and equal protection rights. The suspended provisions include the controversial book ban that led to the removal of a range of books, including historical and fictional works, raising concerns over constitutional free speech obligations. While the judge permitted a clause mandating school administrators to inform parents if a child seeks a pronoun or name change, they criticized the provision that prohibits discussions on gender identity and sexual orientation in elementary schools as wildly overboard, signaling a significant legal challenge to the law's restrictions. In 2023, the S&P 500 concluded the year with a remarkable gain of over 24%, while the Dow approached a record high by subsiding inflation, a robust economy, and the anticipation of reduced interest rates. A significant portion of the S&P's 500 gains, about two-thirds, was attributed to the stellar performance of the magnificent seven companies comprising Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, NVIDIA, Meta Platforms, and Tesla, with NVIDIA being the frontrunner in this group. The bond market witnessed a notable turnaround in late October, driven by the prospects of interest rate cuts, which led to an increase in bond prices and a corresponding decrease in yields, indicating a shift in investor sentiment and financial market dynamics. Deutsche Bank has committed to providing almost $5 million to fight human trafficking in New Mexico, a move that follows a settlement concerning a lawsuit linked to the late Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking activities. This funding aligns with the ongoing investigation by Attorney General Raul Torres's office into financial service companies' negligence in detecting sexual abuse and trafficking at Epstein's ranch. 
Torres has expressed gratitude for Deutsche Bank's continued support in addressing this critical issue. Acknowledging its role in combating human trafficking, Deutsche Bank has voiced its support for Torres's initiatives to protect the financial system against such illicit activities. The Biden administration is delegating authority to Louisiana regulators to sanction carbon capture projects aiming to diminish greenhouse gas emissions. However, this decision has been met with skepticism from environmental groups who doubt Louisiana's capacity to effectively regulate carbon capture wells and question the overall efficiency of carbon capture technology. While Louisiana's petrochemical industry and its conducive geological landscape make it an ideal candidate for carbon capture development, critics argue that such projects could adversely impact neighboring communities. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission has announced a recall of high-powered magnetic balls sold by Walmart due to their potential to cause injuries or even death. These magnetic balls, intended for children, are small enough to be swallowed and contain magnets stronger than legally allowed. Ingestion of these balls could lead to severe intestinal injuries, infections, and in extreme cases, death. The specific product being recalled is the Relax 5mm Science Kit Large Hematite Magnets Magnetic Stones Building Blocks. What? Who names these things? Which is only available exclusively on Walmart's website via JoyBuy. Consumers are advised to immediately cease using these magnetic balls or quit saying advised. How about that? Just say stop using them. Really easy to understand. Make sure you keep them away from children and contact JoyBuy for a refund. My goodness, advising people not to use dangerous things. How about saying stop to use it? Okay, moving on. The FTC has filed a lawsuit against education services company Grand Canyon Education Incorporated and Grand Canyon University, accusing them of misleading students about the cost of their programs and falsely marketing the university as a nonprofit. The FTC's allegations include misrepresentation of the total expenses associated with the university's accelerated doctoral programs and engaging in aggressive telemarketing tactics. This legal action follows the Department of Education's imposition of a $37.7 million fine on Grand Canyon University in October for deceiving students about the costs of its doctoral programs, highlighting the significant concerns over the university's marketing and financial practices. In the bribery trial of U.S. Senator Bob Menendez, the presiding judge has denied a defense plea to postpone jury selection. Menendez, along with others, has pleaded not guilty to charges of participating in a bribery scheme that allegedly advantaged the senator and his wife, as well as to accusations of unlawfully employing the senator as an agent for the Egyptian government. The defense argued for additional preparation time, citing the substantial volume of evidence and the case's complexity. However, the judge sided with the prosecution, asserting that the presented evidence was in line with what was anticipated, thereby moving the trial forward without the requested delay. California Assembly member Vince Fong's bid for the 20th Congressional District seat has been greenlit following a favorable court ruling in a hearing concerning state election laws. Fong contended that a law barring individuals from seeking multiple offices in the same election does not apply to him, citing alterations to California's primary system in 2010. Although the judge's decision favored Fong, concerns were raised about the possibility of voter confusion and the uncommon scenario of allowing a candidate to run for two offices at the same time. The Francis Howe School District Board in St. Louis has overturned its earlier decision to discontinue elective black history courses following strong opposition from students, parents, and activists. The board is now set to approve a new curriculum described as, and I quote, rigorous and largely politically neutral, end quote, with plans to reintroduce black history and black literature courses in the 2024-2025 academic year. 
However, this decision has been met with skepticism from critics who question the feasibility of teaching these subjects from a politically neutral standpoint. The initial decision to remove these courses was backed by the conservative majority board and supported by the political action committee Francis Howell Families. Elon Musk's social media company X, or as we all know it, Twitter, was unsuccessful in its attempt to prevent the enforcement of a California law mandating the disclosure of content moderation practices. This legislation requires social media companies to submit semi-annual reports detailing their handling of hate speech, misinformation, and other objectionable content. U.S. District Judge William Shubb dismissed X's motion to block the law, ruling that the disclosure requirements set forth by the law are reasonable and do not impose an undue burden in the terms of the First Amendment. Carlos Dominguez, who is accused of a lethal stabbing spree, has been declared mentally competent to stand trial. This determination follows a report received by the Yolo County District Attorney's Office confirming that Dominguez has been restored to mental competency. As a result, he is scheduled to return to court on January 5th. Provided there are no objections to the assessment of his mental state, criminal proceedings against Dominguez will resume, moving the case forward in the judicial system. Google has achieved a tentative settlement in a class action lawsuit alleging that the company clandestinely tracked users' internet browsing even when in private mode. While the specific terms of the settlement have not been revealed, attorneys have concurred on a binding term sheet and are expected to submit a formal settlement proposal by February 24th of 2024. Initially, the lawsuit sought at least $5 billion in damages from Google, but the case faced initial dismissal in August. During the proceedings, the judge raised doubts about Google's commitment to refraining from data collection in private browsing mode. U.S. President Joe Biden has extended the suspension of tariffs on steel and aluminum imports from the European Union for additional two years, focusing on addressing issues of overcapacity and the promotion of low-carbon production. This extension modifies the approach initially taken by former President Donald Trump, replacing the previously imposed tariffs with a tariff rate quota system. This new system permits a specific quantity of EU steel and aluminum to enter the U.S. without tariffs. Although discussions between the U.S. and EU have previously encountered obstacles, they have recently made significant headway in addressing the challenges of excessive metal production and advancing the production of environmentally friendly steel. The New York Times conducted an investigation revealing that Hamas militants committed sexual assaults and rapes against hundreds of women and girls during their assault on southern Israel. The investigation, which included evidence such as video footage, photographs, and witness testimonies, uncovered that these brutal attacks and mutilations occurred in multiple locations. However, the gathering of potential evidence to support these cases has been significantly hampered due to the absence of autopsies and the prompt burials of the victims' bodies, presenting substantial challenges in documenting and prosecuting these heinous acts. Francois Betancourt Myers, the heiress to the L'Oreal fortune, has achieved the milestone of becoming the first woman to amass a $100 billion fortune, placing her as the 12th wealthiest individual globally. This considerable wealth came into her possession following the death of her mother in 2017, after which Betancourt Myers took the helm of the family's holding company. The surge in her fortune is partly attributed to L'Oreal stock reaching an all-time high, fueled by a robust rebound in sales post-pandemic. In 2022 alone, L'Oreal reported over $42 billion in sales, reflecting the company's strong financial performance and significant market impact.
Hey, remember that Chinese spy balloon operating over American airspace? Well, it utilized the U.S.-based Internet service provider for its communication needs, specifically for transmitting and receiving data related to navigation. This setup enabled the balloon to conduct burst transmissions, a method involving the transfer of high-bandwidth data over brief intervals. In response to this intrusion, the Biden administration pursued a covert court order to gather intelligence on the balloon's activities while it was within U.S. territory. And finally, on her 21st birthday, June 3, 1944, Maureen Flavin, working at a weather station in Blackside, Ireland, recorded a westerly storm over the Atlantic that would disrupt the English Channel on June 5th. Unbeknownst to her, these readings, crucially influencing the timing of the D-Day invasion, were relayed from Dublin to London and then to the Supreme Headquarters Allied Expeditionary Force led by General Dwight D. Eisenhower. Her accurate forecast, later as Marine Sweeney, played a pivotal role in Eisenhower's decision to postpone the invasion to June 6th, thereby adverting potential disaster for the Allied forces. Sweeney, who passed away at the age of 100, was recognized posthumously for her critical contribution to the war effort. Her forecast alerted the Allies of the impending storm, leading to frantic requests for confirmation from Blacksod. This crucial information reached Group Captain James Stagg, Eisenhower's chief weather officer, who confirmed a weather window on June 6th. Sweeney's precise work was later acknowledged as a key factor in the successful Normandy landings and the eventual defeat of the Nazis, earning her accolades and a citation from the U.S. House of Representatives for her inadvertent but decisive role in one of World War II's most pivotal moments. And with that, that's the last TLDR News Roundup for this year. Come on, I ain't going anywhere. Unless I mirac miraculously died? No, spontaneously died. <laughs> it's a miracle he died. Uh, appreciate you, everyone who's been listening. And we're looking for bigger and better things next year. So, hope you enjoy the party this weekend. And we'll see you bright and early on... I don't know if I'll do this Monday. Maybe. Depends on the hangover. <laughs>